I said I was going to start asking people what does intimidate them. Is it the title of CFO um, or is it just a thought? And I feel like a lot of it could be the title because CFO is not something that typically heard of in entrepreneurship. You usually are told to get a bookkeeper. The important, most important person to get offset is a tax, the tax person and a good bookkeeper, right? So it was an immediate thing that I saw coming from the corporate CFO space to entrepreneurship. It was an immediate gap that I noticed that oh, where do your numbers go after a bookkeeper that it wasn't happening. And I hope that with education and more people hearing more about CFOs and entrepreneurship, that entrepreneurs will understand that it shouldn't be intimidating for you and your business because you need financial strategy in your business. So you need a CFO. You are now tuned in to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. I'm your host, Felicia, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my mompreneur journey along with strategies that will help you build your online business operations in a sustainable way. The goal is to help you build a business that fits into your lifestyle as a mom who values putting family first. We will also hear the experiences and expertise of other moms with service-based businesses. You'll get a peek into our journeys so you'll know that you aren't alone. Motherhood gets hard. Entrepreneurship gets hard. But together, we can do hard things. Welcome to the suite. All right. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of the podcast. So glad you could join us here in the suite today. We have a special guest today with us. Miss Kelly Thorpe is here. She is the founder and CFO from Commas with Kelly. As a fractional CFO, business advisor and speaker, Kelly leads service-based business owners and senior level corporate executives to elevate profitability without burnout. She particularly enjoys working with women because they are already doing the most in many areas of their lives, showing them how to create the work-life balance they thought they would have when they started their business is her sweet spot. Her commitment to unlocking the story behind their numbers, optimize productivity, and drive revenue growth through her proven profit acceleration methodology has 5x clients revenue in five months. Okay, who doesn't want that? Kelly, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited because this is this is a, a fun space to be in as a mom and business owner to talk to the audience that also are moms and business owners in certain spaces. Yes, I'm so glad you're able to be here with us today. So we know what you do in your business and we are going to dig into that in a little bit. But just tell us who is Kelly and how did you kind of get into um, the industry that you're in? Yeah, great. So of course, I'm a mom like everyone else that probably subscribes and listens. I have two kids. My son is 21 and I have a 13-year-old daughter. Um, when I'm not running around, my 13-year-old, she's in gymnastics and cheer. So when I'm not running around with that, I love live music, drinking wine, exploring plant-based foods in the area. Um, and just kind of learning how to do nothing and enjoy quiet sounds, right? Because that's something that's tough for us typically as well. 
So that's just a little bit about me personally, how I got into the accounting space. Um, I knew I wanted to be an accountant since I was 16 years old. It's been clearly defined. I actually, a few months ago, I had a high school friend send me a text message of a picture when we did a cotillion together. And in my cotillion bio, it said, Kelly wants to be an accounting or a police dispatcher when she grows up. <laughs> so it's amazing because I feel like most people don't really know. You kind of have an idea or you think you know, and then you go to college and it changes. But it's funny. I knew then, but I really didn't like numbers then. What I think I liked then and what I still like now is that numbers are black and white, right? Every other part of our lives can be pretty gray and you never know. And I suffer from anxiety. And so gray is very tough for me to live in. But one thing's for certain in my business are my clients' numbers and my numbers. So it gives me a definitive direction. And it's a source of healing, as odd as it may sound, for me to work in my business because it's defined line. So I'm not like most accountants and I'm like, oh my God, I love numbers. I did great in trig. I mean, I did good in trig. I did good in calculus. I didn't like numbers. I still don't really like numbers. I like what happens with numbers. And I love helping businesses scale to realize that they can reach whatever their profitability looks like. Yes, I can 5X, but that doesn't mean if you don't want a seven-figure business and the headache that can come with it, you don't have to have that, but we can build you to a sustainable model of whatever you want that to look like. Oh, my goodness. I love all of that. You said so, so many good things. So first of all, I really resonated with what you're saying about how numbers are black and white. And I don't consider myself a numbers person, but I'm always like that person that's like keeping spreadsheet and doing the numbers per se. And it's not that I like it, but it takes you out of that gray area, like you said, and I never thought about it like that. It is that one thing that's like, okay, it's concrete. This is what it is. It's no guessing. And with so much in our lives that's uncertain and gray and foggy, like the numbers, this is it. Yeah. And I think people don't think of, because most people run from numbers, right? Which is why I love what I do, because I can stay in my zone of the numbers because most of the business owners, I actually intentionally market to people that hate numbers. It's on my website, it says not a numbers first thing, you're in the right place because I don't want you to be in it because I want to be in it and I want to have control of it to tell you exactly what to do. So both of us love numbers. You're not going to be able to clear your head for the space to accept the guidance and the strategy behind the numbers that I would develop for you. So, yeah, it really is. It's an odd space because you if you hate numbers, you're like, oh, she finds this healing. But that's why I find it healing. That's it. It makes total sense to me. Um, but I saw the other day you posted on social media. You said your daughter was, I think, the cheer captain. Yes. Oh, yes. my goodness. And I saw it. And so my daughter's only two. I'm like, I cannot even imagine her that old and doing those types of things yet. But I can imagine that for you as a mom, like mothering in the season that you're in now, you have, you know, a teenager, adult son was different than when they were little. Right. So how are you kind of navigating this season of mother now versus when they were younger? 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Such a great question. It's very, it is very different now. Um, I guess my daughter is probably busier than my son. They were both pretty busy. My daughter, yes, yeah, she's cheer captain. The first game was yesterday, last night, first football game. I got all the videos and it was, it was such a fun experience to see her in that role because she's very much the leader and she has such a great heart and of patience. So it's really, it was fun to watch her in that role. She's also a competitive gymnast. So we travel a lot. Typically fall and winter are the busiest seasons. I think how I balance it is I'm a very organized person. Sometimes it works awesome. Other times it's not so great (laughs) Um, because I'm not very flexible. First of all, if it's not on the calendar, it likely won't get handled, right? But then I have the calendar and it's like I'm not very flexible with the calendar either. So I'm still trying to manage and my personal life extending myself grace and flexibility within the calendar that I just am so drawn into every day. But it's a big part of how I manage my life is keeping everything in order on the calendar, but also banking in time for me um, and just blocking that out intentionally. So that also looks like in the business because all of my calendars are connected, my personal calendar and my business calendar. So when people go in to view an appointment or to view to see what's available, it'll look to see there's, you know, she got time blocked out. And so if I block it out on both sides, it gives me that flexibility to be able to balance it all and clear my head and not get so anxious in the moment of mothering and going everywhere and doing all the things. Yeah, I totally agree with that. If it's not on the calendar, it's just not happening. But I, too, am trying to be more flexible because then my husband, he's like, he wants to do stuff. And I'm like, uh, not on the calendar, (laughs) but I'm working on it. I'm working through it. But it definitely does help having your personal calendars connected, too, because you can block out that space, like you said, And I think I'm learning to just put more white space in my calendar. Like you mentioned in the beginning, like learning how to just do nothing instead of always feeling like you have to be doing something. So even just not overstuffing my calendar for me has been helpful with just being more productive, too, I think, because you're not overwhelmed with doing all the things. Now, let's get into your expertise because we know, you know, people don't like numbers. A lot of people don't. But explain to us what a fractional CFO does and why they are important. Yeah. So a fractional CFO is like your business's CFO in your back pocket. That's the best way I can explain it. Fortune 500 companies have CFOs. They didn't get to Fortune 500 without financial strategy, right? Or they didn't wait to get there and say, I now need financial strategy. Financial strategy is a huge component to a business's longevity and sustainability. And that's what a fractional CFO does. We provide financial strategy for your business. So what that could look like is if you already have a bookkeeper, you're married to that bookkeeper, they're dope, you want to keep them, then the CFO will work alongside your bookkeeper 
who does the day-to-day transactional components of your business, get those reports that you take and drag them into your your folder or Outlook or to your folder or your computer and typically don't look at till it's tax time. You actually supposed to view those and see what's happening. Or you view them just to see how much money you made and how much money you spent and that's the end, right? No, those numbers mean something. There's a story behind them. And if you're not equipped to know how to read those numbers, that's what a fractional CFO does for you. We take those reports um, and we analyze them and see, are these reports on trend? Now, a huge part, I've kind of jumped to the middle of what we do. There's a huge part in the discovery and the, the beginning process of onboarding when you first partner with a fractional CFO that surprises many people when they come to me initially as a client. And that beginning part is actually what's your personal life like. How old are your children? Are you married? Do you wish to get married? What are your goals for your business? What are your goals for your children? What are your goals in your community? Those are all questions we ask initially because those should drive how you run your business. Many a times we start planning our business first and then your business runs your personal life. Well, that's because you didn't build your business around your personal life, right? So we start there because if you tell me my community goals are to donate $1,000 a month to a nonprofit or to my church or, you know, my tithing, whatever that looks like for you, then that then signals to me to consider that when we're going over how much you want to pay yourself in your business. And all of that trickles into your business. So as your CFO in your back pocket, I'm thinking beyond the numbers. I'm thinking as I see those numbers come in from your bookkeeper, are they in line with her goals, her vision? What milestones can I help her set to hit these goals and be on target? And it's it's basically your financial roadmap that we build out. And every month we sit down and we go over that roadmap. We go over the highlights from the reports that we get with your bookkeeper and the low light, what's on target for these, what's not on target, do we need to shift, which is fine, um, or what do we need to work on to still hit these targets? So it's important, especially especially if you're full-time in your business and you want to stay full-time in your business, because we help you to build out that long-term plan, because we plan out initially five to ten Realizing that there's wiggle room to change, right? But that at least you have the foundation set and you're not just pricing and running the rat wheel of, let me see how much I'm spending. Let me see how much is coming in. And then the buck stops there. So that's basically what we do as fractional CFOs and why it's so important, especially for a full-time entrepreneur um, to have a fractional CFO. Yeah, that was a really good, um, it was a really good breakdown. I don't always hear (laughs) broken down so clearly. Um, But even as you were talking about the strategy piece, I know a lot of entrepreneurs try to do that themselves and figure that piece out. Um, And you even kind of mentioned the pricing will just set a price just because or rates just because without kind of looking at the bigger picture or the bigger goals. Um, But for someone who is maybe doing that themselves right now? Like, how do you know when it's time to hire 
a fractional CFO? Most fractional CFOs give a free, even if it's only a 15-minute session. Um, In my sessions, I do a discovery and it's free. And you could just come as long as you already have, I would say at least you've attempted working with a bookkeeper or you are still DIYing, but you're you're giving it a fair effort and you're just like, either this not my zone, I don't want to do this bookkeeping anymore. I need to hire somebody. That's a good place to start doing the strategy or the assessment with a fractional CFO to see are you ready for full fractional CFO services? Meaning we take, because we do, we can do the bookkeeping as well. Bookkeeping and the, the financial strategy piece. Are you ready for just financial strategy? And you maybe continue DIYing your own bookkeeping. We do a dive into that in the discovery process. Um, so I would say even as you're transitioning full-time into, into your business, or if you're already full-time in your business, you need to at least have an assessment. I usually would say if you're somewhere between the 60 to six figure mark and you're ready for expansion or something, you would need a fractional CFO. I stopped saying that because I've since over the last year had two clients come to me that were ready and they are not even at $50,000, but their mindset is there. Their goals, I could tell in the discovery session, and they're like driven. And I knew, okay, this client is ready. I can catapult them to six figures by next year. So that's why I'm hesitant to say when you get to X revenue point, you need to get a a fractional CFO. It never hurts to do the free strategy session to do the assessment to see where you are. And with me... I'm not going to price you in fractional CFO. As you mentioned in the intro, if I can't at least on average 3X within the first year, the investment point that you're spending with us, because if you can't afford my services, it's not smart for me to take you on as a client because I am your CFO after all. (laughs) So I'm not the one that's, I mean, there's some coaches out there that might take your money. They don't care how much money you make it. I don't do that. So in that process of on or right before onboarding, I do look at your financials. And if I see the numbers aren't quite there, then I have other options. I have a membership where there's some mentor room in that membership where we'll get together sometime, depending on the level one-on-one, others it's group sessions. But either way, I can cultivate you to get you to that point of being able to afford the services. So I say all that to say, do the strategy session. If you consult with a fractional CFO and they're trying to immediately put you in a program and not explain their plan on the outset for you, they might not be able to give you the complete roadmap, but they should be able to tell you why you should get their services. Then I would say, don't go with that person, Um, but at least do the assessment to see where you are. I feel like you're a pro at, at interviewing. You're answering my questions before <laughs> before it comes up. But I'm glad that you said, you know, you say that somebody needs to be at a certain you know, revenue level to work with the CFO, because I do think that a lot of people get intimidated by that. Like they may not be at a certain level in their business and they think, oh, I don't have enough to afford it or I don't need it, whatever the case may be. 
But like you said, it was the mindset piece and they were just mentally ready. And with your assistance and help, they can get to that point where they can be, you know, a six-figure business. So I'm definitely glad that you said that. And also the piece about, you know, kind of what to look for with somebody, because that was going to be another question, because if we're not really knowledgeable about the industry and all those things, what are we supposed to be looking for? But you you touched on it. You nailed this. Yeah, no. And I know that's a point, too, because it's funny. I... I said I was going to start asking people what does intimidate them. Is it the title of CFO um, or is it just a thought? And I feel like a lot of it could be the title because CFO is not something that typically heard of in entrepreneurship. You usually are told to get a bookkeeper. The important, most important person to get offset is a tax, the tax person and a good bookkeeper, right? So it was an immediate thing that I saw coming from the corporate CFO space to entrepreneurship. It was an immediate gap that I noticed that where do your numbers go after a bookkeeper that it wasn't happening. And I hope that with education and more people hearing more about CFOs and entrepreneurship, that entrepreneurs will understand that it shouldn't be intimidating for you and your business because you need financial strategy in your business. So you need a CFO. Yeah, I I definitely love that you have come on our platform to educate us um, in a very clear and concise way. Now, we know you've worked with uh, a wide range of entrepreneurs, even in corporate. And so from your experience, when you're working with people you know, a lot of people have the goal, you want to increase your profits, right? And that's one of the things you specialize in as well. So how do people get to this place or what are they doing that's causing them to kind of burn out in that process of trying to elevate their profit? Usually they're hoarding too many responsibilities outside of their zone of genius. Um, they're in a scarcity mindset um, because you started your business maybe with everything that was in your 401k or everything that was in your savings account or you started it from nothing and it's grown to this and it's all you have in savings is the business or, you know, it just kind of that's it. The buck is there. So usually what I see is they're afraid to outsource. They're afraid to hire people to do things that aren't within their zone of genius, like they the social media manager, they the VA, they they podcasting, they got T-shirts, um, they doing everything. They the brand, they done bought a camera, and they doing their own photography on a on a stand. You know, like with the ring light, you doing everything, and that is actually slowing you down from profitability. Because when you sit down with me and we actually assess, especially nowadays in a lot of those areas I named, like marketing areas, branding, social media management, there's so many experts out there in that area that I guarantee you when I take your hourly rate into consideration and what they would charge you to do it, it just is a clear reason for you to hire them to do it because usually it's at least 60% less and you just need to go out and get maybe three to four hours worth of work to compensate for that. But you're wasting 10 hours of time because it's not your, your lane in your zone, right? 
So that's the number one thing that people usually I see a struggle with is they're hoarding too many responsibilities that aren't high revenue driven tasks. Wow. And it makes sense. We see it a lot, especially like you mentioned, the circumstances in which people start their business. It keeps them attached to doing all of the things and it's hard to let go. You know, entrepreneurship has a whole nother side to it, like not just doing the business, but all of the things that come along with it, like you as a person, being able to delegate, grow, um, personal development, all those things play a part. And a lot of times people neglect that piece of it and it impacts the business. Um, So as we wrap up, some of your success stories with your client, like what were the characteristics or what were the things that kind of catapulted them into success or just helped them to be successful in working with you? Yeah, gosh, that's the first time I've ever been asked that. But the thing that instantly came to mind, it's going to sound odd, but they were ready to burn the whole business down when it came to me. They were like, I'm done Um, for whatever reason, their current person that was doing their bookkeeping was in transition. Like one came to me, her bookkeeper was retiring and not doing it anymore. And um, the other one, she had been trying to do it herself on Excel spreadsheets. So the common thing between those those two main clients that I talk about a lot in their success is they were both burnt out and ready to just burn the business down. They only reached out to me because they knew they needed somebody to manage it. They didn't even know that they were getting the CFO. They did not reach out to me because they heard me talk about fractional CFO. They came to me to get another bookkeeper to replace the other bookkeeper. So when they learned about me and learned what I actually did, they had never, like many of you, heard of what I did. So it was like a gift that they had even ran into me in this space. Uh, And when we started to build the strategies and talk and what do you want to do? Okay, do you want to burn the whole business down? Why do you want? And, And the common thing was, no, I really don't want to, but I don't know what's next. I've been doing this. One had been doing it for 15 years and the other, she had only been in her practice for two years and they were both in that same space of though, I don't know what's next. I built this. It's working. I got money in the bank, so I guess I'm profitable, but I'm tired and I don't know how to scale it and what was next. And there it was just the perfect story of success because that's where I love to be. That's where I, if I can see in discovery that you don't really want to burn it down, you just need support. Then I know, okay, we got this. It's going to be an easy thing for me to flip over and you're going to be fine. I think most entrepreneurs have gotten to that place in their business at least once where they we say we want to burn it down, but we really don't. We just need the support. And so if you're listening and you're like, okay, I need this type of support that Kelly offers. Kelly, let people know how they can connect with you. Um, And if you have anything coming up, share that as well. Yeah. So you can go to www.commaswithkelly.com and that's commas with the K and Kelly with the E. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes.com. Go to the website, um, all social media platforms. I'm at commas with Kelly. And the other beautiful part about our services is their flat rate. 
So we don't do hourly. So you'll know exactly how much you're paying on a monthly basis. So don't be afraid. Go to the website. If you click services, there's a form there that goes directly to my inbox with a few questions about your business. And then it'll give you the option and we can hop right on a discovery call um, and do that assessment that I talked about earlier to see where you are and where do you fall. And if anything, that'll be valuable for you to know how you're doing in your business from where you came and where you are now. As far as the offers right now, I do do a monthly class, a monthly master class. The one for November should be posted um, sometime mid-November. So definitely just go to the website, get on our email list, and we do not spam. We only, because I don't have time to be sending a whole lot of emails anyway. So <laughs> you won't get spam, but you will get the information you need for the offers that are coming up. Listen, I love that. You won't get spam, but you will get the information you need. Okay. This information will be in the show description and the show notes. So definitely go ahead, click the links and do what you need to do to get the support that you need in your business. So Kelly, thank you so much for coming on with us today here in the suite. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you do us a favor? Leave a review on iTunes and share with other moms in business like you. Help us spread our message and empower others who are at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship.